0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the On the Road to the Masses podcast with myself, Lucaskew and Yvonne Rempel. And on this week's episode, we are joined by Heidi Mortison. She's a mom, a wife, business owner, and a marriage and family therapist. And she carries such a testimony which gives us a true understanding of the quote, "The home is where the heart is." Hope you enjoy this week's episode.
1: How's it going?
0: Hey, Von, how's it going?
1: It's going great. We have started church in person again. Really Exciting. excited about that.
0: How are you finding that?
1: I'm very excited. Well, so I don't mind online. I like online because I get to sample church across the world. But me, as a feeler, I like to be in the room with other people you know, just really feel, I feel like there's, when we talk about where there's two or more gathered, there's really something in that. Um, I feel like we've, we've gotten this really great opportunity to do online. That's been a blessing, but man, I like going to church in person.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And then normally when you go to church, like the church here back home, they'll, they'll say things like, welcome home. Welcome wow, yeah. home, church, which is interesting. I'm going to rile that right into this week's episode, where we're going to talk about the heart is where the home is, or the home is where the heart is, is one of the two. I think it's the home is where the heart is.
1: It's the home is where the heart is. That's it's actually, a, I want to say like, that's a very west i don't know i want to say like that's a very cultural thing to say Mm -hmm. all i think about is you know like the grandma's in the kitchen you know and you burst through the door and you know like she is the heart of the entire home and when you get in there there's this peace and you just feel safe and there's good food and cooking and we have a great guest who's going to explain and give language to that today who's our guest today luke
0: Well, we have the wonderful Heidi. Oh, Heidi. Heidi's a good friend of ours. Um, I'm so excited to introduce her. I'm so excited to bring her onto the show today. She has an amazing testimony. She has such a heart for people. And I think the reason why God gave her her own experience and this word is because I don't know many people with as big a heart as her. So I'm excited to bring her on. Heidi, welcome to On the Road to Damascus.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh, it's wonderful to have you. I'm so
2: happy to have you. (laughs)
1: Look at that, we're both so excited we said it at the same time.
0: I know, I know. (laughs) So, Heidi, if our audience who don't know about you, who is Heidi?
2: Well, I am a mom of three little children, um, four, six, and seven. Um, I am a wife to Tim, a very entertaining and funny guy. Um, I come from a very large family. I'm from Minnesota in the United States. Um, I own and run a marriage and family therapy business or mental health business with my husband. I've um, been doing that for 12 years now. So I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I currently am attending BSSM. So that is Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry. So I'm a first year student there. And currently I'm working on a book project right now called The Brave Encourager.
0: Wow. See, she's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse, all. I know.
1: I know. Like I'm listening to that and I'm like, you know, I'm running a business here, but that's because I have teenagers. Like you have little kids thrown in there too. Like, man, I, I how do you? Like you would need extra arms to be doing all the things that you're doing. And you do it with such a smile and just happiness
2: with you all the time. (laughs) It's not not like that all the time. (laughs) I have a helper. I got, I have the Holy spirit. That's my helper. Uh
1: He is a very important helper. So we have you on
2: today because we want to know your story. Yeah. So what part would you like me? What would you like me to start with?
0: I'll tell you what, where where did it all begin? Where did it all begin for Heidi with your relationship with God and and moving through your home?
2: Yeah, so I would say where it began um, was just growing up in a, a pretty good home, like very loving parents, um, big family. You know, they brought us to church. Um, Didn't really know, have an intimate relationship with Jesus until a best friend invited me to a church. I got saved at 16. Um you know i'm i'm a i would say i was a lukewarm christian for most of my life after that did not have correct discipleship and i say this now cuz i know it now but i didn't know it then um you know i'm i'm a good person i encourage other people i'm genuinely very happy and bubbly and um you know i'd read the bible here and there i'd be in a bible study here and there um but still just kind of did my own thing. I would say Jesus was an accessory and not, I don't say that like condemningly. I say that like, just honestly with what I've, with what I've learned and how much I've learned, how much bigger the kingdom is. When about three or four years ago, um, my husband he started helping out with the business more. He started asking more questions. Hey, why are we doing this? Or why are we doing that? I, I was wanting to be at home more. So we we're bringing people in to manage the company. I'm not praying or asking God about any of this stuff. I'm just doing what I think. I'm really used to striving and performing and how do I be successful and Build this business, and yes, I'm loving people. I'm encouraging people, and I still ha- kind of have this element of pride that I didn't really know that I had. And as as this is happening, my husband and I are not getting along, and we are colliding, and so we are not at a good place. I'm, I think he's this guy coming in wanting to bring in processes and structure, and he just cares about the money, and he doesn't care about people and relationships. And him and I'm just this sweet you know, Christian girl who cares about relationships and cares about all the people. And I want all of our people to get whatever they want because everybody likes me. And so we're, we're, you know, at ends, we're not, we're not on the same page and I'm nagging because he doesn't do this enough or he doesn't do that enough. And we're, we're not in a good place. And we're even fighting in front of the kids sometimes. Um, And so my moment was really when, people that I thought were gonna run the business were not the people that I thought. And I thought they were gonna be there forever. And this is we're just gonna run into the sunset together. And and I was felt trapped in my marriage. And I remember getting down on my knees in my bedroom just saying, Jesus, I don't like I think there's you're supposed to be this healer and miracle worker. I I don't really, I actually don't really think I'm know you. <laughs> so I really just like resubmitted myself and surrendered to him and said, I like totally give you my life. Help me, help me. Like I'm a mess. Like I really just, I don't really remember what I said, but I just know I was got on my knees and said, help me, I'm, I'm a mess.
0: What, what was that like? So, you know, you say that you're a, a marriage counselor now, right? So everything that you do is about home like that home life <laughs> and you and you were playing that role at work but your marriage to use your language was was rocky what was that like in the spirit living as one version of yourself outside of the world like in the world but then within the home you were struggling so much what was that war like
2: It was very uncomfortable. It felt like I was trapped. Um, How did I get myself in this place? How did I get myself into this life? What did I do? Um, I was, you know, just started kind of spinning lies about myself. Um, Yeah, it just really felt very, very uncomfortable. And just very, I felt very trapped. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of like a panicky trauma, kind of a... I just don't want to stay in this place. Well, I know that um,
1: there's a saying that I've heard other people say, right? When you get into those moments of being trapped, there's a fight or flight moment that happens for people, right? Mm-hmm. I know for myself, from my own trauma, my response is to like flight, like mine is to run away and run away from the pain as quick as possible, Um and so for you, what was it, what was your response to that? I mean, it was to go to God, right? But in before you went to God, what was your fight or flight, um, you know, moments that you were, you were, were you fighting for it? Or were you going, I need to get away, I need to run?
2: Um, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, there's fight, flight, and there's also freeze. Um, Is the, is the other one. Um, So Brene Brown is a a social worker and a researcher, and she did research on what makes connection. um, And she found that vulnerability is, is key. And so at this time, I'd actually done some of her work. And that was really some of what helped me is, okay, I need, I know that I need to be vulnerable. I know that I need to like talk about this stuff. But I'm not totally sure. Even though I'm a therapist and I'm I'm saying this to other people, but I am in the middle of this right now. Um, so what helped me is I did um, I I started journaling a lot. Um, my husband and I were actually getting marriage counseling, so we started marriage counseling. Um, we were getting business consultation, and that was immensely helpful. Um, so we were so we started doing things together to really get support. Um, I have a ton of people that I pray with and get, you know, even just kind of counseling with or advice from. Um, I would say my advice that is, that wasn't helpful is I'd go to numb. And so I'd kind of check out sometimes listening to sermons. And so even though they're wonderful and great, but listening to sermons, listening to podcasts, reading books, I would check out and Yes, I'm doing all these things, and this is helpful, and this is great, but what I just want to, like, get the heck out of here is I would just zone out. Um, at the time, I didn't know that. I was thinking, oh, this is great. This is helping me, which it was. Yeah. They were helping me, um, but I kind of realized, oh, this is kind of starting to become like an idol, and m- my marriage is is number one over all of this, over any of this, before I even listen to a sermon or listen to a podcast. He's number one.
0: Eat. Wow. Do you, do you remember that moment of, obviously that wrestle's happening, you're checking out, doing the the sermons and the podcast. And I find that so funny to say that because I'm even thinking about my own life about, do I do the same thing? Like you go to the things that are helping you and they are helping you, you're right. But you're also escaping the vulnerability to use your language. And um, I'm not gonna deal with procrastinating in one sense what was the moment you just said that my marriage is above everything else was has that was that always the case at the time or was it a moment where you felt inspired to be like this has to work we have to make this work and what was the turning point for you that no this is number one priority all in on this because i believe that it's the foundation for everything
2: so we were in marriage counseling and at the time, we had two marriage counselors. One was in training, and the other one was the the licensed one. So, which was super fun because they thought my husband is hilarious and very entertaining. Um, I was complaining and talking about all the things that drive me crazy about my husband. And one of the therapists said, "You know," and th- what's crazy to me is this is what I do to my own clients. But when we're in the of it. and we're in that emotional like dramatic state it is so difficult for our body to actually get out into a place of peace so like biologically we get into this place of heightened emotions and where we're actually not thinking straight it's why it's important for us to like spend time with God and in the secret place because we can get out of that place and get at that place of peace um, and the therapist said you need to look back at where you have been and look where we're at now We, you guys are totally improving. And I see a lot of changes. Look at what is happening in your marriage. And I was like, what? I had no idea. And when I looked back and I realized how much changes happened, the fact that my husband was going I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who just won't go. They just say, no, I'm not going to go to counseling. I don't believe in it. The fact that he was going and I started shifting what I, what he wasn't doing. And I started thanking God for what he was doing. And I started pulling out the gold, noticing things that my husband does do and just how amazing he is. Um, I, I've actually got a few of them there. I asked God for an image of him when I was, when he was driving me crazy We were fighting about something and I got this image of us ballroom dancing and my husband does not ballroom dance. Like he, that's not something that he would do, but we were, and I just got tears in my eyes, just thinking about him, just absolutely adoring me and just loving me. And God was just showing me his heart and he was showing me what a beautiful man that he was. And it just like, just peeled away all the lies and all the hurt. And I, so I was changing, but the way that I was seeing my husband was changing
0: hey guys it's luke i hope you're enjoying this week's episode and it's inspiring you but i just wanted to tell you something about something really exciting we are launching something called epoch coaching and consulting have you ever wondered what season god has you in have you ever felt like you've been going around in circles or the promise that god has given you hasn't come to pass well a lot of the time it's because we don't fully understand what season we are in And more importantly, we don't understand how to best navigate through our season. So if you're interested in finding out more about EPOC coaching, then head over to www.damascusexperience.com and reach out to us. And we love to share with you our vision. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: Yeah, that really definitely like when we, when the title home is where the heart is, it all started with your heart, right? Mm -hmm. It started with the submission to God and allowing God to go into such a vulnerable place to show you the things that he wanted to show you, right? Because I I mean, all of us have probably been there, you know, where God's like, I want to show you something. It's like, I can't because I'm protecting my heart from what I think might happen, And so I don't allow God to go into that place because I'm so scared of what's going to happen. And you allowed him to go into this vulnerable place, you know, trusting that he was going to lead you through that. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do. That's, and you were raising children and running your own business. And so when you did that, what was the atmosphere in your home when things shifted, when that shift of, of living in your heart with God, how did it shift in your home?
2: Yeah, so there was a verse that really I would get really focused on with my husband, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And there were like little moments where he'd maybe say something about the kids and he was just joking. And I said, damn, I said, I don't think, all right, I don't think you should say that. Like that's not very, that's not very kind or and he's, they didn't hear me. I didn't say it in front of him. And I'm like, then I was like, but out of the abundance of the mouth, out, out, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I didn't want to be annoying and nagging. But it started to make an impact. And so him him, and I actually started supporting each other in these little moments where I'd make a choice where I would get impatient and he started to show me, hey, hey, and I'd start to be patient. Yeah. He started to shift and started to move with his language and how he saw people, because I I know he has a beautiful heart. Um, he's the kind of guy that will go pay for somebody's meal and nobody knows that he did it and he doesn't tell anyone. Now I'm telling you that he's doing this, but <laughs> there's times I don't even know that he's done it. Cause he doesn't tell me he doesn't care. Like he's just doing it because God led him to do that. He does not need people to know. And so I know where his heart is at. And so sometimes things that come out of his mouth, same with me. Um, and we both started leading each other by speaking out, encouraging words to our children, to each other and like like catching each other in like nights where the kids were driving us crazy. I was off and he pulled me up. He was off and I pulled him up. And we really started to being on the same team and and helping each other and supporting each other. Um, But that verse, I would say, is really what flipped things for both of us is just what was coming out of our heart and what was being spoken from it. it. You can't just say something and say, Oh, nobody hears it. No, God hears it. You, you know, you're saying it and you hear it. So I hope that, I hope I answered you. Yeah. That,
1: that answered really like that answered the question really well, because you know, the words that we can that say that come out of our mouth, are life. Right. The life and death is in the tongue. Right. And so if we're speaking life, we're bringing, we're breathing life into our home. And when we speak death, and I don't mean death in the way of, you know, like, you know, we're actually saying we wish people would die. What I'm saying is that death happens when you are negative all the time and somebody's feelings or somebody's mindset dies, and we were an accomplice, well, as I call that, we're the accomplice in the murder of that, mm-hmm. because we we participated in that. And I really love how you say that your husband has lifted you, and then you've lifted him, and then he's lifted you, and you've lifted him, because that's really, it's so encouraging. So anybody who's listening today, if you're, if you're sitting there and you're like, man, my, my husband's been driving me crazy, my wife's been driving me crazy, you know, like, Marriage is hard, but it starts with yourself. And it started with you, Heidi, that that shift in what you did. So tell me how you've continued on this journey of, of keeping with the healing of your heart and moving forward in what God is calling you to do.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the fire that God put in me has, I mean, that has not gone out. Um, So I've been super excited to really learn more about the kingdom. Um, We dedicated our business to God, Um, even though we're not a Christian business, it's God's business. Um, So we have non-Christians that work for us. People get to be wherever they're at, but the atmosphere of heaven is in, is in the business. The atmosphere of heaven is in our home. Um, And in each of, all the bedrooms and our property and, um, all the, all the offices that we have. Um, I really just have this fire that is brought me actually to now attend ministry school. So along with being a licensed marriage and family therapist, I really see the heart for, for families and the impact of what God can do in combination with understanding mental health. Um, and so I'm attending Bethel Supernatural School of Ministries, some people it as BSSM. Um, I started attending there in January, so I'm a first-year student, um, and really just have a passion to combine both, um, to really just unlock and bring freedom, freedom to people quicker and faster and more way more effective way than, um, I'm not saying that therapy doesn't work. I think therapy does work, but when you go and you see a therapist and they diagnose you and your focus is on your depression symptoms, that's what you're focusing on. You're focusing on the symptoms and you're not focusing on who God made you to be. And so some of the things that I've shifted in my work is if someone comes in and they have a diagnosis, I know I put it in the chart, but when I talk to them, I say, you are healed and whole and I see how God made you. You are amazing. You are talented. You are brilliant. And I'm pulling out the gold while keeping them accountable and really tracking progress with pulling out the gold and focusing on what God sees. Um, I do tend to the symptoms. I I do track that, but that is not my primary focus. Um, I think it's important for people to be able to be vulnerable, be able to be heard. I think that's, that's important. We don't want to just skip over the story. That vulnerability piece is important, Um, but we don't stay there. It's not where we stay planted. Um, We have to be able to move out of it and have a desire to move out of it. Sometimes, People who attend therapy for a long, long time, that's kind of where they feel safe and comfy. I've got my diagnosis. I've got my therapist. Instead of maybe I can actually get free, they don't realize how worthy they are and how much God actually loves them. I mean, that's really been the biggest thing for me is is really understanding how much Father God absolutely adores me and loves me no matter what, just the way that I am. If I don't have a business, I don't have a family, I don't have a home, (laughs) I don't have anything. I just am enough because of me. You made me the way that I am and I'm enough just as I am.
0: Wow, I love that. As, as you're speaking, I just have, the, I have this vision. I'm just gonna have to share it now because I just see it as you're speaking. And it's, you stood at a door and maybe you'd be able to elaborate on this for our audience. It's you stood at a door and opening this door which resembles a home. And inviting them into this home, and I feel like the name of this whole podcast about, you know, the home is it the home is where the heart is. Uh, yeah, the home is where the heart is, yeah. right? Is that you're invite you, you're you're inviting people into a home to meet the heart of God, like that that that's the desire, and you want people to know the Father heart of God. Why is that? you know, people have this, you know, for me personally, a lot of people know about my story. I never grew up a Christian, you know, I heard a lot about Jesus, you know, then you've got some other cultures. I know that you call Papa, like, is it Papa? 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 Papa, Father? Like Papa? Papa, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So in the UK, we don't say that it's like the father, but people like Papa. So they really personalize God and it's very, yeah, it's very fatherly in one sense. What is it to do with the father's part of god that you want to invite people into to know
2: oh gosh that 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 question actually makes me want to start crying because i can feel his heart for all of his people. And I can feel his heart for people who don't know him and don't understand how much he loves them. And the reason why they don't understand and why they don't feel it is because they have gone through brokenness in their life. They've gone and have experienced a growing up with a father or a mother who didn't show them how a father or mother is supposed to be. And what I would say to them about them is that they were doing the best they could with what they had and so part of the healing is being able to let that go and be able to know that they're human and they came from parents that were doing the best they could with what they had we all come from a family and we all are coming from people who are trying to do our best and that best sometimes is abuse, sometimes is alcoholism, sometimes is sexual abuse. And we get so offended because unfortunately, that is their best, because that's what they came from. That's what they know. They don't know they're worthy. They don't know how much God loves them. And then they instill abuse on other people. And so I'm not excusing abuse. And I'm not saying that is okay. But this is how we can break free. Because how we see our parents when we grow up, resembles how we see father God and how we see father God is how we see ourselves. So if we have a dad that was hard on us and would say that, you know, we had to perform to, to be worthy. That's what we will do. We will strive. We will perform and we will go, go, go and be stressed out. And I gotta, I gotta get this done. And I get get this done. And we'll think that's what God wants from us. And then we do it and we have it. And then we wait there and we're like, Oh, well, wait, okay, why am I not satisfied? Because God actually just wants us to be a little kid sitting in his lap, laughing with him and having fun. He wants us to just be ourselves and just worship and, and praise him. He doesn't need us to perform. Or the other way is you have a dad that told you you were worthless or was absent. And so, you know, all of this, it makes it difficult for us to connect with the real heart of God because the Holy Spirit sent us Jesus, and Jesus represented the father. And so they all three, all three of them are important. And so us being able to have that relationship with father God is can it's going to be hard, and it's going to be broken, if we don't heal what we came from. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I really, I really love what you're doing. That's such wisdom, Heidi, especially, you know, somebody who, I mean, people have never heard my story, but I get that too, right? When you come from a home that's just broken at some point, you know, my biggest moment in my own sessions of counseling was going, my mom did the best that she could. And I was able to lay down the things that I was, you know, and lay them down and then pick up the things God wanted me to pick up because I finally laid them down. And I I really love that. And what I love that you're doing is I, I have young adult, I have a young adult, I go my young adult and my teenagers, but we often have a lot of kids before COVID. We had a lot of kids in our house all the time. Like kids, we could come home with like four or five, six friends, you know, you have to make them supper. But what they loved is, is we often had kids and they go, wow, Mrs. Rumpel. I just love coming here. I love just talking to you. I don't always have this in my house sometimes. And I and I love what you're doing because you're making a place for people that they don't often get to have in the real world. You're making a space for them. And it's so authentic and so beautiful. What you're doing is you're allowing them to just be vulnerable in it. And so in a world that cries out for authenticity, Heidi, you're just doing such a beautiful job in just creating a place for that. So first I want to say that that's amazing. I'm loving everything that you're saying. Tell me where you're at right now. We heard where you were. We heard all the work that you're doing. Tell me where you're at right now. Tell me what you see the vision of the things are coming. You said your fire is, is, is blazing. Tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about this dream.
2: So I would say one of the biggest kind of shockers for me is what I have seen happen in my husband. Um, You know, when I started praying um, for him, God literally just answered those prayers. Um, and even like this morning before we had a a, meet, a meeting all day long, my husband, we prayed together and like that wasn't happening at all. And so that's one of the things that I'm seeing is that he's actually leading me in in some situations where I'm not always the leader and I'm seeing wisdom come out of him that I would have no idea that could, could have came out of him. Um, and I'm seeing him being able to have hard conversations and loving people at the same time, he's keeping people accountable and seeing them for who they are and pulling out their gold, and just recognizing people's potential. Because as you know, as leaders here um, running this business, we are kind of like parents, and so we're, we're he's really stepping into that role of like I am a dad to many, and I see him because we our kids are in hockey and softball, and he he coaches, and so I see him talking about other coaches and really being concerned about this person. Or that and and like I spoke this to him and I said this to them and he's speaking life into them and so this is one of the things that I would say that's that's really cool what's happening right now is just watching this like tough beer drinking or you know beer drinking swearing dude you know like speak life into people and he has influence in areas that that is that God is needed and it's really cool that he's talking about mental health and being vulnerable and um so to me that that he's he's in a um he's an influence for me right now. Um, But then also attending school. So I'm in first year um, ministry, really just allowing my, my identity to continue to grow in Christ. So I'm just staying open and and vulnerable with him. Um, I'm very much enjoying that. Um, I'm working on a book project called the uh, brave encourager, how to change the world with the power of encouragement. Um, And this book is really teaching people how to encourage instead of point out what you see. So what I was doing in my marriage and what I do to other people is I'd point out what they're not doing, or I'd point out what I see happening. And that takes little faith to do that. It takes little faith to say to your teenage son, you don't have a job. You're not going to school. I think you're lazy. You know, like there's no faith to point out like what you see. And then not only that you're judging him. It takes faith to say, you are smart. You are capable. I know what you can do. I know those passions that you have. I know the dreams that you have. I see you going far in this world and really, speaking life instead of po- po- pointing out the frustrations and the things that you see in people. And this is so, this is like throughout the whole world is it's, we point out what we're offended by, what we see in other people that drives us crazy. And it feels good. Cause then you connect a little with the other person. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I can't stand them. Did you see that person? Oh yeah. I saw that. And you just both agree and you compl- complain together, but it's just death. It's just, just wah, 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 just keeps going down instead of speaking life. So I'm super passionate about that. Um, I did actually preach for the very first time um, at a women's retreat a couple weekends ago, um, and that was on vulnerability and authenticity. Um, and I led the women into an encounter with Father God, um, broke off lies, you know, broke off condemnation, and really just just ministering. Just I am really am in a process of learning how to minister and combining Breaking off mental health issues for people and bringing them into freedom, um, while being encouraging to my husband and my children because they're they're the most that they're the key to being able to even have anything outside of the home.
0: <laughs> wow, I love it! I'm so excited for <laughs> for what you're doing at the moment, and you're going to help so many so many individuals. <laughs> You, you were very vulnerable before about you were, in the, you were, you were doing your, mar- your marriage counseling and then you were also struggling with your marriage. And, and we're often always talking about everything that, that that's good that's happening. If you're being vulnerable with this now, what areas are you working on now? Like them bits that you feel like you need to improve on the things that are on your heart. I'm still working on that because I think sometimes... We always we, People listen to these podcasts, and we say it: "There's hope, there's hope, there's hope." But also, this process. Like we're all going yeah. through a process. We're not perfect. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. Yvonne, yourself's not perfect. What are the bits that you're still working on now, as well as all the amazing stuff that you're driving towards?
2: I love this question. <laughs> so, about a month and a half ago, it was pride, and he. Like I I just had this moment and it it was after school or some session that we had and I just started crying and realizing, oh my gosh, I have been doing things on my agenda and I apologize to my manager staff, I apologize to my husband and really specific things like, and then to my whole company. And I said to everyone, I said, if you have ever felt like you've done something wrong, and felt shame about that. I said, I apologize. And I take that on because if there is something that you felt that you did something wrong, I am the owner of the company and I have the authority over this company and it is because of me. And so I was like taking responsibility and it was like, God drew me to this new level of authority that if there is something going on that I, I'm not to blame, that's me. That means we've got a, something's going on in the system or or the, you know the processes or the structure like we got to get curious as business owners and and managing this company that this is on us it's i'm not going to blame the people and so just this new level of authority kind of came on after really breaking kind of breaking pride um i apologize to a couple other people too and one one of my friends was like why (laughs) Like, so really, it was kind of more for me to do it, but she could care less. She was fine. Um, But that's why you have wonderful friends like that. Um, And then I would say currently, like right now as we speak really just soaking and being in the presence with God. Um, Yesterday in class, it was probably like a couple hours where I, you know, could physically feel the tangible presence of him, like a blanket over me. And afterwards there was just like tingling in my arm and it was like going up in my face, my mouth. And I, I could barely move. And I just felt God's presence and his love. And so it's me dying and him coming alive. And so that is really what I'm working on is how, like, if there's any, even a thought, like I had a thought the other day of like, I still am struggling with accepting how good he is, like accepting that I am really, he is, he's made in my, or I'm made in his image and he's inside of me and that my old life has died and now I'm in his image. So I'm righteous and I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like, just like it's that good. And so I'm being vulnerable and I'm sharing that with God. And I'm saying, God, I'm struggling to understand that this is really that good, that I really get to just soak in your goodness. And I'm that good too, because you died for me and my old life has died. Even just like, he's just showing me these like little moments, but instead of me going into like condemnation, I'm like talking to him about it. And I'm, and I'm saying, I'm sorry that I'm still struggling with this. And I'm like, I repent, God, forgive me, help me to be more like you. And so I'm just like in these like little, like catching myself in these little moments and these thoughts so that I can just keep breaking down. And it's not in condemnation. I'm not like feeling bad that I'm thinking this. It's like this exciting like journey with my dad to just continue to keep being grow in the identity that he naturally made me to be like, it's natural. It's not work. Mhm. Wow. I really like that.
1: I like that there is thank you for sharing that. It was so vulnerable for you to share. Um but you know, what's really great is that when people go, oh, I tackled that big thing in my life that's holding me down, that doesn't mean that's the end. <laughs> We sometimes think that you're like, yes, I got freedom for that. You know, and it's, it's good. It's God wants you to keep growing. He'll always want you to keep growing. He'll always want you to lay down more and pick up him more. And so sometimes it's only something really tiny, but sometimes it's something really big, but we're always, and as you said, we're always constantly laying something down in order to pick something up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's a great example of what process looks like in like, when we work with God, when we are changing, um, you know, the saying is, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day right? It took a very long time to do all of that work. And you needed to have certain people to come in to build certain things. And that's where we find people in our lives and in our different areas of life, right? For you right now, you're in BSSM because that's where you're growing. That's your growth. And so if anybody's listening and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have a ministry school. I don't, you don't need a ministry school. You don't, maybe this is the time where you get on and you, you're you listening to our podcast and that's the little thing you're putting down and you're picking up the little thing, good for you. I just want to encourage people right now, good for you. Whether it's big or small, God honors everything we lay down and everything we pick up. So good for you for keeping, keep going, keep going. Don't stop. You know, we are going to be your biggest fan, your biggest encouragers. Oh, I love that, Heidi. If you could leave a message for our audience, for our audience. And because you have a heart, I want it to be like a message of heart to people who are listening because we've heard your story. We understand that it's tough, but it's okay. You can still, we can hear, they're probably listening. They could probably hear you smiling through as you're talking because you just have this joy on you. You can leave a message to everyone who's listening after that. What would your message be?
2: my message would be is to be vulnerable jesus wants us to be completely ourselves and that means being vulnerable start with him start with the journal start with people that you can trust but it is the key to us being able to die from our old selves and be more like Jesus. It's the key to being courageous. It's the key to being loved. It's the key to creativity, to innovation. It's where like, you know, courage is built. It's where we're passionate. I mean, I even think when you think about when someone is vulnerable, wouldn't you say that that increases your love towards them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. But this is how we're going to be able to be like glory to glory, how God wants us to be. And the message of the cross is the most vulnerable message ever, the way that Jesus was hung on the cross. And so this is how we can open up heaven for ourselves and for heaven to keep coming in that portal just come Pour[s] into our lives for us to get healing, for us to be more like Him and less like ourselves, and really just see the keys to the kingdom and the keys to God God's heart.
0: Wow, that was good. That was good. Thank you so much, Heidi. You 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 you're somebody that inspires me greatly, and somebody that I know personally as well. And I can see how far. That you've come and I can see the journey that you're on and it just inspires me and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your and your story and your joy you do you you pour out god's joy even through zoom on the other side of the country Um. so so thank no you're 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 more than welcome so Yvonne if people yes. like the episode what do they need to do
1: they need to go like our On the Road to Damascus Instagram. You're going to go like our Damascus Experience Instagram if you want to get encouragement and hope also. You want to go find our podcast that's on Apple or on Spotify or on Anchor. And then you're gonna go over to YouTube and then you're gonna watch the smiling faces that love to share the stories and you're gonna like that one. Leave us a comment, leave us some encouragement. If you need encouragement, drop a like in there, leave a comment, let us encourage you, let us build you up. This is not something we do alone. If you're going to take any way, anything away from Heidi's story, she never did it alone. She always had safe, vulnerable people with her. So let us be a family that encourages. And one day, one day you're going to find a family that there's going to be a heart in the home that you're going to go to and it's going to feel lovely and peace and love filled. So that is our episode today.
0: <laughs> i hope everyone enjoyed the episode and heidi when you finish the book please let us know i was we'd all love a copy
1: yes we do
2: sounds good
0: <laughs> okay guys hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you all next week bye